Good morning, everyone. Thanks for being here. It is a beautiful Sunday morning, and we're honored to get to spend it with you. So thank you for inviting us into your homes um, as we listen to the words of Jesus this morning. Absolutely. Now, I don't know how much you've moved around. I've moved around quite a bit in my life. I've lived in Italy and Africa and the United States. And some of those moves are, are really big and the culture shift is really big. Um, but I'm, I'm thinking today of when I moved from Texas to Washington. I didn't think it would be that different at first because we were in the United States, but it was. It was so interesting for me to, to notice all the cultural differences. Um, I, uh, I used to say I'm fixing to, <laughs> and I remember my good I would always ask me, well, what's broken? What, what are you fixing? <laughs> All right. Or y'all and things like that. Um, but I remember it just felt different here and it took a while for Washington to feel more familiar. And now I consider Washington my home. I love the Pacific Northwest. And, and when people ask me, where are you from? What's your home? I'm like, Washington. I love it here. Mm -hmm. So Jesus is going to describe something similar here today. We're going to be in Matthew chapter five. It's the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount. And uh, Jesus begins with what we often call the Beatitudes. But really what Jesus is describing here as he sits on a mountainside with his uh, closest followers and probably a crowd listening, um, what he's going to describe is a different sort of kingdom. Where, uh, whereas in Israel, the Pharisees and Sadducees and the religious leaders kind of ruled mm -hmm. and set a culture that was really kind of counter to uh, what Jesus, uh, what God was initiating or bringing into or desiring for this community, Jesus is going to contrast them a little bit. And he's going to lean into what it looks like to live in the kingdom way. And he's going to describe mm -hmm. a very distinctive and different sort of kingdom that God is establishing here. So today we want to look at the Beatitudes are found um, in Matthew. One place they're found is Matthew 5, uh, starting in verse 1. And we're going to read through uh, verse 12 together. Now, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. All right. So we want to hit a couple of uh, big picture things before then we look mm -hmm. at uh, these Beatitudes. First of all, he uses over and over as he introduces mm -hmm. a new concept, the word blessed. But actually in the Greek, uh, the word that we have translated this from mm -hmm. is makarios. And it means much more than blessed, or some translations will say happy. In fact, it has kind of a connotation of congratulations or recommendation. Mm -hmm. 
So maybe um, as Jesus says these things, the first century hearers are hearing something more along the lines of, it is recommended that you live mercifully. And congratulations when you do, because you have received mercy. Mercy is the way of this kingdom, right? So congratulations and recommendation and blessing found in living into these sorts of ways. You know, Jesus opens his his first beatitude and then closes with his last beatitude, the eighth beatitude, um, with reference to the kingdom of heaven. And so the first beatitude says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And then the last one, blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. What is this kingdom of heaven that Jesus is referring to? Uh, kingdom of heaven is interchangeable with kingdom of God. So it's the the place, the community in which God reigns, where it's God's kingdom. Sometimes this is called the inaugurated kingdom. And this kingdom is both in the present and in the future. It's here now, but there's part of it that's still to come, that's still to be fulfilled. I read a description of the inaugurated kingdom um, this this last week that I thought was really an interesting, uh, really cool description. I wanted to read it to you. It said, uh, it put it this way, we enjoy the first fruits now, but the full harvest is yet to come. We enjoy the first fruits now, but the full harvest is, is yet to come. So there's much to experience of the kingdom of heaven right here and right now, but we also acknowledge there's much more to come. Yeah, absolutely. And so Jesus begins to speak about the ways of living in this kingdom. Um, and so the first he says, uh, blessed are the poor in spirit, or you are encouraged to be of poor spirit and congratulations when you are, because yours is the kingdom of God. But poor in spirit, that is just kind of a convoluted uh, concept. I'm not sure in English. Yeah, that's readily understandable. What Jesus is talking about here is actually a common phrase in Israel and was used throughout the Old Testament, especially in the book of Psalms, mm -hmm. where it describes um, a, conscience, a conscious dependence upon God as opposed to a dependence upon mm -hmm. ourselves. So the poor in spirit he refers to here is maybe more easily understood as congratulations when you learn to depend on God instead of leaning into your own ability mm -hmm. and your own way and your own way, because yours is the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. Jesus goes on in the second beatitude, he says, blessed or congratulations to those who mourn for they will be comforted. You know, we're, we're all going to experience some sort of grief and heartache um, in this life. And, and it can come from a lot of different things, from, from loss, from suffering, from injustice, from sin. But we, as humans, we, we do. We experience grief. We experience heartache. And, and Jesus says here that even when you experience that, you will be comforted. I love Paul's words in 2 Corinthians in which he describes God as the father of compassion and the God of all comfort. And he, Paul describes how God comforts us and then we take that comfort that God has given us and use it to comfort others. So here Jesus says that even in suffering, even in the heartache, God will comfort. 
Yeah, and he goes on to say, congratulations to those who are meek, because you will inherit the earth. Now, uh, meekness is not like something many of us strive for in life. Can you imagine taking one of those personality profiles and it says, you're an incredibly meek person. Your animal is a mouse, right? No one no one really wants that. Animal's uh, a mouse? <laughs> yeah. Don't you think of mice as uh, meek? Like, okay, yeah, withdrawn. It. Okay. <laughs> Take it or leave it. Whatever, if that made sense. But he's talking about uh, a meekness um, that is a true humility and gentleness um, with a proper appreciation for God's position in our lives. So humbleness and gentleness mm -hmm. that enables us to place God in that position that he belongs. And then Jesus continues and he says, blessed or congratulations to those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they will be filled, who hunger and thirst for righteousness. So I know hunger and thirst. I know appetite. I just went to Costco oh, maybe a couple weeks ago. And uh, did you know, not only do they have the giant jars of Nutella, Costco now sells a tub, an entire tub of Nutella. I had I had to take a picture. It's dangerous of it. territory, people. It is for me. I know hunger and and thirst, but here Jesus says hunger and thirst for righteousness. And righteousness in Scripture is a relational term, so it refers to how we treat people or or someone in a relationship. And so Jesus is saying congratulations to those who who hunger and thirst for righteousness, who hunger and thirst for a right relationship with God and with people because they will be filled. Yeah. He goes on to say, congratulations to those who are merciful because you have been and you will be shown mm -hmm. mercy. Um, God has extended mercy to us uh, and we are encouraged and blessed when we extend mercy to other mm -hmm. people in this kingdom. Now, mercy is such a vast concept that it's far too challenging uh, to define in the short time we're spending on each of this. But uh, let me just share a couple synonyms with you for mercy that we can get a fuller understanding of what Jesus is saying here. Uh, generosity, mm -hmm. compassion, forgiveness, Kindness, goodness, grace, favor, love. These are the concepts that revolve around this idea of mercy. And so he's saying, you are blessed to have received God's generosity, forgiveness, kindness, and love. And you are invited in this kingdom to live into the way of generosity, kindness, goodness, and love. And then Jesus says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Congratulations to the pure in heart. And that's another one that's kind of the hard to, to figure out what exactly does that mean? Um, I think of a, an earnest and an honest pursuit of God, someone who is just truly, genuinely seeking God. And then there's a cleansing that happens when we follow Jesus, when we live in the way of Jesus. And I, and I love the the, the last part of this, for they will see God, because God is available. God is available. When we seek God, we will see God, because he is available to us. Yeah, and he says, blessed or congratulations to the peacemaker, uh, you will be called children 
of God. And again, peacemaking, Mm -hmm. um, this deals with interpersonal relationships like uh, a few ago. Mm -hmm. And it speaks to God's shalom. Now, again, this is kind of a churchy term that we might not have a lot of understanding uh, of, but it speaks to God's shalom, which is the idea of the wholeness, the health, and the harmony Mm -hmm. that God is bringing into the world. Wholeness, health, and harmony. I want some of that. (laughs) Yeah, don't we all? And Jesus is saying, you are blessed when you live into the way of peacemaking and God's shalom in the world. Um, And he says, you are invited to show others how to have this inward peace with God, as well as a peace amongst humanity, a peace amongst people. And as I was reflecting on this phrase in the Beatitudes this week, I was just picturing the idea of of a pebble dropped into a lake and those rippling effects going out. And I just pray that um, God's peace, God's shalom would ripple out from his kingdom in each of us through our communities and the world. Blessed are the peacemakers. And then the last beatitude, Jesus says, blessed or congratulations to those who are persecuted because of righteousness for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And I had a hard time with this one. Blessed when we're persecuted. Um, Jesus goes on and he, he adds even more to it. He says, blessed are you when people insult you or when, when they falsely say all kinds of evil against you. And then he says, but rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. So what is what is Jesus getting at here? Um, blessed when you're persecuted. You know, persecution uh, denotes exclusion. When we're persecuted, we're, we're being excluded from a group for, for whatever reason. We're being othered by people. And, and though at times... People are persecuted because of righteousness, because of right relationship with God and people, because of their relationship with Jesus. Though at times we're persecuted, Jesus is saying, hey, you're still included. Though we're excluded by a people, you're still included in the kingdom of heaven. You're still a loved child of God, you're still being drawn into God's family, into God's kingdom. This is the kingdom of heaven. So each one of those Beatitudes, each one of those eight points that Jesus touches on uh, are incredibly significant. Mm Uh, But the way we often handle this text is that we break down each of those as we did, which is very valuable. Uh, However, I want to I want us to remember the context. Jesus is sitting on a hillside speaking to his disciples about this kingdom of heaven. And uh, none of them have their laptops out, taking detailed notes and breaking down the details of what he's saying. What they're listening to is mm-hmm. this message, this mm-hmm. this broader vision that he's casting of what the kingdom of heaven is like. And so um, I, I want to draw us back to this larger picture. He mm-hmm. says, live in these distinctive ways in the world. Live in kingdom ways in the world. Uh, and here is the blessing that you will receive, that you will receive spiritual comfort and satisfaction, that you'll receive mercy from God and from others, and that you will see God, that you will get to walk with him in his kingdom in an intimate way. You know, I don't know of any culture or society that that looks like that 
fully that operates sure. that where that's the natural tendency to to be meek um, or pure in heart or a peacemaker like that's not always our natural um, tendency and sadly that's also true in the church um, I know many of us have been to churches in which we've experienced hurt and we've experienced things that um, does not look like the kingdom of heaven and and yet Jesus here is casting a vision like Mike has said, for something different, casting a vision for a kingdom of heaven in which um, it's counter countercultural, it's counterintuitive, a kingdom of mercy and righteousness and peacemaking. And this kingdom, he said, has great rewards for both the now and the future. Yeah. So what's Jesus getting at here? What's really the point or the crux of what he's trying to say here? You know, he's speaking to an Israelite audience who lived under Roman rule and the Pharisees and Sadducees. And he's speaking to them saying, our kingdom operates differently. And you and I live in a different culture 2000 years later. And we still find ourselves frustrated by politics or frustrated by the tone of times maybe the way people are behaving or frustrated by the way I'm behaving, right? We find ourselves um, in in um, almost conflict, a tension with the culture in which he lived. And Jesus is saying this today. You are a citizen of a different kingdom. Now, let me clarify, that doesn't mean we get to re withdraw from the time and the place that God has placed us in. However, it does mean that we are defined by this. We are children of God and participants in his kingdom. And so here's the point, I think, of what Jesus is saying today. Uh, we are invited to live in distinctive ways. We are invited to live into the kingdom ways. And in so doing, we will discover and receive the blessing that can only be found in him and in his kingdom. So today we want to encourage all of us to spend some time with the Beatitudes, spend some time with God talking over, talking about these Beatitudes and, and maybe ask the question, which Beatitude really resonates with us this week? Um, what might Jesus be saying to me personally or to you personally in this? And maybe Jesus is calling us to live mercifully. Maybe Jesus... Um, sees that we are experiencing sorrow or pain right now and Jesus is promising his comfort and he's inviting us to go to him for that comfort. Whatever it is, Jesus is casting a vision right now for the kingdom of heaven right here, right now, today. And Jesus is present and he wants us to walk with him in his kingdom way. Yeah, let's pray. God, thank you uh, for this day. Thank you for this teaching. Thank you for Jesus uh, and his invitation into his kingdom, into your kingdom. Uh, God, may we know more of it. Uh, God, we pray that you will um, teach us to walk in the distinctive countercultural ways that Jesus invited his people to walk. Uh, God, may we continue to discover the blessing that comes in walking with you in your kingdom. Uh, God, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We wanted to share with you a song. Um, it was introduced to me just a couple weeks ago, and I've just had it on repeat 
I listened to it so many times. It's called The Kingdom is Yours, and it's by a group called The Common Hymnal. And uh, the link that we're about to post will actually give a little brief intro to the, to the group. But this song speaks of the kingdom of God being available to us and specifically available to those who are hurting or who are going through something really hard right now. One of my favorite lines in this song is, blessed are the hurts that are not hidden, open to the healing touch of God. Mm -hmm. And that is our prayer, that is our hope for all of us, that we would be open to the healing touch of God. All right, thank you for joining us. It's time for us to sign off because I need to listen to that song again. <laughs> Friends, blessings, have a great day. Bye.